Hey guys, welcome to our show, The Hype Mind. Today we're hosting Sam, business owner. We're going to talk to him about his business. I met Sam a while ago. Sam and I had a great conversation and I want to continue that. Splendid. So Sam, how's yeah. your day today? Today is the start of my busy season. Well, I shouldn't say today. I should say the last week or so has been the start of the busy season for us. Um, today I was on four roofs doing inspections, uh, as well as gutter inspections. Um, it, you can always tell when the weather starts getting nicer, mm -hmm. that's when everybody gets crazy busy. Mm -hmm. Um, so even, even other friends of mine that are other contractors in other lines of work, they're all mm -hmm. getting calls bombarded right now because generally speaking, as soon as the weather starts to turn nice, homeowners are like, Oh, we should probably yeah. get on this. Yeah, they see there's they have all their projects. They see their projects. They go outside and they're like, hmm. "Yeah, what's it's interesting time to work on this." Yeah, but what's interesting so, is a lot of us contractors are so backed up and busy right now um, that, like, let's say you called today, right, and you said, "Hey, right. I want to put a porch on my on the back of my house." Most of the contractors that I know are booking for July and August right now for a lot of that work. Wow. It's I'm glad you bring up porches because that's my interest. No, not really. So I'm curious, do what what is your business specialize in? You specifically are roofing. Yeah. So I actually started integrity roofing uh after I had a a bad experience at another roofing company that I was working for. Um and so I focused Isn't that how it starts. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, pain is a good motivator. It is. Uh you know, <laughs> What I saw when I was there was a lot of corners being cut, um, a lot of half information given to the homeowners. You know, so not an outright hence your name, lie, huh? hence the name exactly. Um, and it's funny because even on my pens, it says um, "integrity roofing." No it's not just the name, right? So because. That's that's how I am. I, I tell it like it is. I'm, I'm very blunt, very honest, even with my, my homeowners and my customers. Um, and I find that that goes a lot farther here in the Northeast than beating around the bush or telling a homeowner, yeah, yeah we can do that. And then getting the project. And then you're like, yeah, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, Someone's going to shoot me for this later, but that's very masculine of you. <laughs> well, you just, you have to, you just tell it like it is, right? And people, I think, respect that more. Um, I'm a homeowner at the same time, right? I've had estimates and I've had people come to my house and uh, they'll be like, oh, uh, is your wife here? And I'm like, no, she's at work. Uh, in fact, I had a guy come and do an estimate for siding years ago. And uh, and I was like, no, she's at work. And, and he goes, oh, I, I can't do the presentation then without her here. And I'm like, <laughs> what does it matter if my wife's here or not? Um, and he's like, well, we, you know, we have a policy that we always do the presentation to both homeowners at the same time. And I said, look, buddy, I said, the only thing my wife wants to do is pick the color. That's it. She gets anxiety over the finance part of it. She doesn't want anything to do with the finance. Um, so that's all me anyways. So literally go ahead and give me your pitch. And he's like, oh, 
we really need to have both homeowners here. And I'm like, all right, well, the front door is right there and you're more than welcome to use it. Nice. So best place to come from with negotiating. Yeah, honestly, it's a lot of companies and I see it in the roofing industry too. Um, all do the same thing. It's the same spiel, right? So it's, um, I need to have both homeowners home, uh, because that eliminates an excuse of, I need to talk to my wife or my significant other. Mm -hmm. Right. And then my other favorite line is, listen, if you sign right now, I can save you $5,000. Okay. So why can't you save me that same $5,000 in two days or three days after I've had a chance to talk to my wife or significant other? And, you know, go over everything and make sure we're on the same page before we make a giant financial decision. With a roof or side project, you're not talking $1,200. You're talking $20,000. If you made a decision like that without talking to your person that you're with, you're not going to be with them very long. Now, with that being said, there are some folks that, you know, I've met met some homeowners and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's sign off right now. And uh, I said, do you want to take some time to talk to your wife or husband or whatever? Nope. I, I make all the decisions in the house for this or that. All right. Perfect. No problem. You know, but it's, it's all about the sales tactics and it's mm-hmm. sneaky and underhanded. Right, right, right. You're, you're real. So Even I'm curious. I, is, one thing, is, when I, when you, when I called you, um, when I called you, I think it was a week ago, but I yeah. love that I answered the phone. <laughs> you just yelled, it's good morning. And I was like, yeah. great, thank you. Well, because if it's somebody I see in my phone that I know, I'll, I'll either answer the phone with, uh, good morning, Vietnam, you know, from the old uh, <laughs> Robin Williams movie. Uh-huh, right. Um, or something completely random. So, and, I and think it's we're related because sometimes it bites me in the foot. Mm-hmm. And I get they're like, dude, I'm on speakerphone. I'm like, sorry, like that. <laughs> we, yeah, Chad, been inappropriate there. I think um, I think we're all related. It, do, you know what? It, it keeps things light and it, it's fun, right? Um, and it's simple. You're not like you're not you're not trying to get something out of me. You're just you're just saying good morning and you're saying it enthusiastically, and it's that simple. How many times have you asked somebody? Hey man, how's your day going? Or you you see somebody right, and you say, "How's it going?" And they go, "Good." And they just keep walking, right? They, because people, as a general rule, don't we don't listen to to comprehend and understand. We listen to respond, right? So when you call me and I'm like, "Good morning," right, and I'm excited, I'm positive, right? It throws you off because you're already ready for whatever you have this preconceived notion of the conversation is- and how it's going to go, right? Dan, what is what is uh what does Tony Robbins call that? Um, big uh, is it big action? We call it massive action. I don't. Mm, yes, massive action. Kind of shocking yeah. yourself. It's shocking, shocking. someone. It's into, like breaking the cycle state. of your your the rhythm that you're in. Well, because we or all fall into people. it. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we all but, do. I mean, like, so you could you could have the worst day of your life, right? Your dog dies, your wife leaves you, your house burns to the ground, right? But you're going to see somebody and you're going to walk by them and they're going to go, how are you? You're going to go, I'm good. And just keep going, right? Because it's the pre-programmed response. It's the same no matter what. Mm -hmm. On the same token. Yeah. So if I saw, if I met you, right? And and you were like, hey, how's it going? And I'd be like, oh, my dog died. 
you would be like, oh, okay, cool, and keep walking because you you don't you don't actually listen to comprehend. It's it's the the funniest thing. Try it sometime when you're out out somewhere. Somebody will say something, be like, hey, man, how are you? Just come back with a completely random thing, and I swear you're gonna get the response of. Oh, cool. That's good. Or, right, right, right. Well, what I hear a lot is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes. That's one of my favorite things to tell my kids. Um, tone and, and intonation is is everything, right? So you can say something attitude. one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which, which directly corresponds to your attitude, right? So you can have a positive attitude um, and say something really negative. And it's still going to come out better than if you were just like Eeyore voice, you know? Um, yeah. Don't hate on my uh, favorite character. He is by far one of my favorite characters. No, and if you ever I'm notice, no, no, no. If you ever notice from Winnie the Pooh, they are all different types of um, disorders. Personality. Yeah. Different yeah. personality. Well, Tigger is ADHD. Rabbit is uh, anxiety. Eeyore is depression. It's really funny, yeah. but they're Who all is based on that. Is. Wow. <laughs> yep. yep. They're all based. Uh, uh, the kangaroo and Rue, the, the baby, mm-hmm. is the mothering nature. Yeah. It's it's really That's funny. Like, it's not something I'm going to watch, but just to know. No, that you that should. Is. You should. It's, it's worth watching it again. It's kind of weird that you guys bring that up because my family was just watching that the other day with my little siblings, but. The, um, the new one. I'm, I'm curious. There's I a, think new it was a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was really yeah. good. Hmm. Don't ask me how it was. I, didn't, I heard it was good. Yeah, that's, I didn't. Did you watch the Mister Rogers too? No. With Tom Hanks. No. Yeah. See, you missed a good one. I guess I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> hey, it was better than Castle. Right? Watch it. <laughs> but uh, what I want to know is, I got a couple of questions. The first is, your business uh, uh, being roofing is that something? Is that something you started because you saw a flaw somewhere else or because you're passionate about serving others or because roofing is like an interest? Like where, where did that come from? The side of it. Yeah. Like, do you enjoy what you do? Yeah. So I, I um, I assume the answer is yes, because you seem like you know how to enjoy whatever you do, but you have to enjoy whatever you do. Right. So like the old saying, if you enjoy what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. Um, And it's true because I've I've done the cubicle job like I've done I worked for Geico as a, an adjuster I can tell you it was miserable. Um, I worked for Comcast as an analyst it was miserable, um, but you know you 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 do what you have to do to support your family and 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 right it, it is what it is and it's all it's all perspective right and uh, and how you go into it um, right there's that attitude again yeah yeah so. Uh, Daniel, tell you, I'm 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 actually a pretty upbeat, positive person. I'd say ninety percent of the time, we all have our days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I've been doing woodworking for years. Um, I've built tables and chairs, and I made a Lazy Susan for an AA group so they could play Scrabble. I mean, you know, just nice. completely random things sometimes. And it's it's really just for me to be able to unwind and relax and. Um, I was working at another major company and during COVID uh, we were working legitimately 65 to 80 hours a week. So I would go in on Monday morning at 7am and I wouldn't get home sometime at night till eight thirty, nine o'clock. And I was doing it Monday through Saturday. It was, 
absolutely brutal. Um, Takes over your whole life. Yeah, I, I had no life. Um, in fact, when I went to register my motorcycle, the lady's like, you don't have a motorcycle. And I go, yeah, yes, I do. I registered it last year. And she goes, no, you didn't. I really never rode my bike the entire year because you've been fantasizing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to ride home because you're exhausted. Like, yeah. So, uh, my, my daughter was eight at the time and and she was talking to, to my father-in-law and she's like, yeah, dad pretty much lives at work and he visits the house sometimes. And uh, that hit home for me. Burn. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would hit. Um, so at the time, I was uh, getting some work done to my own home, um, having a roof put on and and some siding. And uh, we actually changed out the wall that's behind me. Um, oh, there's more Legos. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you know who else? You picked up a new Legos. hobby, hi. You you ditched uh, ditched the woodworking. I I did Legos during COVID. I will admit it, dude. That's I yeah. I've got a ton of no, that's all right. (laughs) So um so when funny enough, when COVID happened, I was I was in Boston working for the military, and so I was still in like my own little dorm room, so to speak. I I went home with my pickup truck got my huge box of Legos and took it back to Boston and just built stuff because you couldn't leave. You couldn't go anywhere. Oh, and I was like, I'm not going to play video games or something. So yeah. Dude, Legos are awesome. They're, they're fantastic. Like both my daughters do Legos with me. It's, it's, it's a blast. Like Danny will tell you, I've got like the millennium Falcon. I've got the destroyer. I've got the Titanic. Like the bigger, the, the bigger, the kit, the, the funner it is. The better. Yeah. Oh Yeah. You're never content building. You got to yeah, build something I was not bigger. Expecting that many Legos. Yeah, because you can take them apart, right, and build something completely different, right? right. So it's yeah. all about Legos is a great representation of life, right? So you you can build your house, right? Oh man, and then that's so when fun. you're like, hey, you know what? It's not quite what I wanted. It's okay because you can take some of that down and start again. It, it's, it's all on you as a, an individual, what you want to do, right? So one of the things I tell my That's, kids is that we we all make choices in life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What Do I take the left path or do I take the right path? And we all make those choices. But then it's up to us to live with the choices that we make. The cool thing about Legos and the cool thing about life is you can make some really bad choices and you can still rebuild from it. It's just the individual i love where you're going with this so funny you say that because uh a few weeks ago i'd heard something um they were talking about navy seal training and this guy goes they want the men who can break the most and still get up and be broken again and so i've been contemplating that for weeks i've been thinking about that for weeks and so funny that you say that you can just take the lego and build something bigger right you can take something break it apart and build something even greater with it and so today while i was driving home from work i was thinking and I was, I was just running through ideas in my head. And so I ended up typing down this, this quote. I said, I said, as a person, I refuse to be hurt or a victim. If you break me, I will put myself back together with better pieces and stand up even taller. With every setback, I touch the sky that much more. Um, and while I was thinking about that and writing it down, because I like that thought, I was literally thinking of Legos. 
So it's so weird that you bring this up tonight while we're doing this podcast. So, so Legos is a great example for life in general. Right. And so I think that's why I enjoy doing construction and, and roofing and, um, because I get to build something. I get to give something to my homeowner or my customer, something that they couldn't do themselves. Um, or maybe they just didn't have time to do themselves. Right. And, and I get to give them a product back and I feel accomplished at the end of the day. Um, whereas in the past when I was an analyst or, or working insurance, it wasn't always like that. You didn't get that great feeling of accomplishment at the end of the day going, yeah, I, I built that. I did that. You know, it was, yeah, yeah I checked 500 emails today. Ooh, like I, I spun in the rest of the mechanism of the cog or of the machine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You feel like just another, another piece in there. So, um, so it's funny. So when I met, Dan, well, I really I liked, like... go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. So I thought it was really neat how you were sharing that experience of you in the beginning working, talking about, you know, you, you were working for this company, you saw all of these corners being cut and this, that you saw ethics that you didn't, um, what's the word? They weren't congruent with who you were. And so you decided to start your own company, right? And now yep. that might look different for a lot of people. Some people might look for a new job, right? But you, I would say, took a step further than that and, and decided to create your own company. And it's, it's also funny because I've had this conversation with several people, including myself, where I've been like, I'll use my sister as an example, right? She, she talks about her work and, and there's always a dilemma where, you know, someone else's ethics aren't as high. And that's not okay, right? And so naturally, being human and having morality built into our nature, we have a problem with that, right? And I've yep. been like, look, what you need to do is start your own practice, you know? And I've told that to several people, including myself. I've been like, hmm, well, I think the next best thing is to eventually start my own business somewhere. So I'm curious how that went for you, you know? Yeah. That's a big so, decision. So it's a, a really scary decision, so... Um... So I was, I went to work for this other roofing company, uh, construction company, and um, I realized there was stuff going on that I, I didn't like. Um, you know, when I studied, uh, when I studied business ethics in, in college, you know, it was, what would your mom say if she saw you on the news having this conversation? Um, and, and that's great, right? But there are so many different types of, of integrity and morality and the way that they coincide so my professor at the time actually showed us a clip from the godfather where all the guys are all sitting around the table discussing whether to sell cocaine or not and to them this is a normal business discussion right so to them their their ethics their morality that's that's where they are they're like oh it's just another business tactic like do we you know we we do muscle for hire we do this and that do do we want to sell cocaine and it was just it was a really interesting eye opener of a course. So I always consider myself that I have a very high um, level of integrity is how I feel. Right. So uh, I can never pass those stupid honesty test things that you get before you go work for a company because I'm too honest um, and you're supposed like to a fail. Polygraph or... Yeah. Like that. Hey, if you saw your brother stealing, would you report him? Oh, right, right, right. Right. And then later on, they would ask you another question that's very similar to it, but not quite the same question to see if you would still. And yeah, I don't, I don't care. Stealing, stealing. So uh, yes, I'm going to report him. 
So because I'm too honest, I, I can never pass those things. I couldn't even get a job at Taco Bell when I was a kid because I can't pass those. They're like, sorry, your so, bar's too high for us. It, it's just it's just funny, right? So um, I was doing a job for this other company. And I won't mention any names, right? But um, I was doing a job for this other company and we were going to do a veteran give back where we literally give a veteran a free roof. Um, they get nominated through their local communities or through the VFW or the Lions Club or any one of those things. And uh, the other project manager is sitting in the front seat uh, with one of the other guys. And I'm in the back seat and he goes, hey, can you fill out some work orders for the crew so we can get them paid? And I said, yeah, man, no, no problem. I'm, I'm just sitting back here. I'm not doing anything. Uh, but I didn't bring my clipboard because this is more like a photo op and I'm going to pick up trash and lay some shingles like he goes, oh, don't, don't worry. I got my clipboard right there on the seat next to you. And I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, they should be right there on the top. So I open the clipboard and I, I don't see anything. So I open the next layer of the clipboard and there's the work orders and a bounty ball size baggie of cocaine. And that was, uh, that was it. I was, I was like, oh, you know what? This is, this is not for me. Um, and I reported it to the owner of the company when we got back. And two weeks later, I was laid off. So uh, that was two weeks before Christmas, uh, December of 2021. Yeah. Wow. So that makes me think of, um, <clears throat> there's something about that, where when you think of, of men, right, uh, I don't know a whole lot about this book right but i imagine this is what jack donovan had to talk about i've heard a couple of his speeches when he talks about men and tribalism and how you form your tribe based on trust yeah and like like there's you know i don't think there's anything because for me i see that and i'd be like i can't work with you you know like you don't take your job seriously how can i take you seriously yeah. you know you're doing cocaine on the job like that shows your level of self-respect and your level of respect for your job and the person whose house you're working on. Like, so how do I know I can, you know, if you and have the no people respect around for anything. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. So yep. roofing in itself is very dangerous, right? People yeah. get hurt all the time. One little misstep and you're going. Uh, in fact, there was a gentleman who just fell four stories a couple of days ago in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Um, Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's scary, right? So Did if you're wearing your harness and doing the right thing, that's, you know, it, it doesn't take much. One little tiny step. That's all it takes. Um, so I, I'll be honest. I came home. I was beyond livid. Um, and my wife's like, well, I'll just, we'll wait till after Christmas. Let's get through the holidays and then <laughs> kind of go from there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, December like, nah, 27th. It's tough. You know, you try to put on a smile and a, and a, and a brave face. You know, I have two daughters. Right. Uh, you right. know, and so uh, December 27th, my my foreman, my current foreman reached out to me. And he goes, hey, man, uh, I I wanted to check in on you and make sure you and your family are OK. If you guys needed anything, um, he goes, I heard what happened to you at the, the other company. Uh, and he was one of the people I worked with. He was one of the subcontractor crews. Um. And I, I told him what happened and, and he's like, I, I don't know what to say. He goes, but if, if you decide to open your own roofing company, you let me know and I'll, I'll come work for you. And I'm like, are you serious? Uh -huh. And he's like, 
you've always treated us with respect. You, you, you take really good care of the crew. Um, you know, and one of the things that, that I noticed was um, I make it a point, right, to learn all of the crew members' names, whether it's a nickname or their first name or whatever. If I see somebody new on the, when they show up or when I'm at the job site and they, they get there and they start offloading and stuff, if I see somebody new, I take it upon myself to go introduce myself. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm, I'm, I own Integrity Some Roofing. So you know, right name party, is, yeah. yeah, you know what? Because to me, it's a respect thing. Like, and I didn't realize it until we were doing a house earlier this year for charity. And one of the guys was there with my daughter. And, and he says, hey, I, I really want to say thank you for working with us. And she says, no, I, I really love doing this. Um, but I don't I don't quite understand. And, and he goes, well, a lot of people don't want to work with immigrants. And I was like, damn. Why I it, right? So it completely caught me off guard. Uh, and she goes, I don't know why. You guys work harder than anybody else I know. The guys don't they don't do drugs. They rarely drink, right? Um, literally, I've never heard a single complaint out of any of them. Um, and when I do, it's usually in Spanish, so I don't always catch all of it. Um, but you know, that's that's the funny thing. Like so. Uh, couple weeks ago i was doing a roof in amesbury mass and i look over and viejo's got these shoes on man if you want to call them shoes there wasn't much left of them right we're trudging through eight inches of snow to get to the ladder and carry all the materials to the roof and everything else and i look over and i see him wiggle his toe through his shoe right i can literally see his sock because the hole is pretty big and i'm like viejo where's your shoes? And he's like, oh, no, no dinero, poquito dinero. You know, I don't have a lot of money. And I said, okay. I ordered him new shoes that, that instant right there on the spot. I'm like, what size? And he's like eight and a half. So I'm like, done. I had him delivered two days later and I got him new shoes. I've never seen a man almost cry from getting new shoes. That was, you know, but at the end of the day, they're, they're people, right? They, they work hard. They, they love hard. It's just, to me, it was astounding. Um, anybody else would have been like, yeah, I, I got to go home, man. I got I to, I don't have any good shoes to wear. Like, nope. I could literally see a sock. The, right. I mean, his priority the, is, is putting in the work and taking care of his family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you have, and to it's amazing that. how, when, yeah, oh, you do. And it's amazing how when you come from a place of not taking things for granted. Yep. You know, yep. this attitude you're talking about that they have of, of gratefulness and, um, you know, no complaints, just putting their nose down and doing the work and doing yep. it right. Yeah. Yep. And it's and it's interesting. So I, I talked to a lot of other folks in the industry and across the industry that, you know, everything kind of gets standardized pricings. And um, so roofing is done in squares, just like siding is done in squares, just like like carpets or tile floors or anything like that. It's usually done in squares. So a square is 100 square feet or the equivalent of three pieces of plywood. Three four by eight pieces of plywood makes 100 square feet. 
Um, and so the average across the board, and I'm, I'm in a ton of groups from across the country too, but the, the average is about 100 to $115 a square is what you would pay for labor for doing your roofing. Did you mean by groups, just other roofing? Yeah, yeah. Other other roofing companies, like the previous company I worked for paid one one thirty a square. But the average is right around $115 a square. And you're like, all right, well, that, that sounds pretty good, right? But the amount of work that it takes to do one square roofing is incredible. So you have to strip everything off. Then you have to put down new underlayments. Then you have to start nailing the new nail, the new shingles down. So an average split level ranch right is usually about 20 squares give or take so times 115 it's 2300 dollars okay how big is a square in feet to put it in perspective in what in feet in, how big is a square you're not so talking a, one square foot yeah so a square is a hundred square feet or Holy the equivalent cow. yeah oh my gosh yeah 115 doesn't like, sound good at all yeah so if you laid three pieces of plywood down three four by eight sheets of plywood that's one square that's probably yeah, the easiest way to, to come up with the size of it. Uh-uh. right so no so if you said all right well that so the average house will call it 20 squares right for like a split level ranch it's pretty common 20 mm-hmm. squares at 115 dollars a square that's 2300 bucks right now you get 12 guys on the site that means each guy only makes $190 per day. And a day can be anywhere between 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. But I can tell you that most of the guys only make about $140 a day, $150 a day. And if they do a 10-hour day, it's $14 an hour. It's not It's not a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, when you break it down That's that way. That's fairly livable. Right, right. And especially and, in today's economy. Exactly. So when I created my company, I was like, I'm not I'm not doing that. Right. And there there are things that will increase the value of, of the roofing. So if it's a really steep pitch, um, roofing companies generally charge more for uh if it's over like a six or a seven pitch, which is you know the rise over run. So the steeper the roof, they usually charge more. If there's additional layers of shingles, they charge more. Um, and there's there's just a ton of different things, right? So I saw it as a, an opportunity because I don't want to do an accounting nightmare where you have a roof that's a bunch of different shapes and you're like, okay, so uh, this section, this 10 square is at this rate and this five square is at this rate, but this other 10 square is at this rate. It, so it just, what you're getting at is you really, you found a way to simplify it for your business. You did something different. Yeah. So uh, if the average across the country is 115 a square, I pay my crew $180 a square. Right. Huge difference. Yeah. People think I'm absolutely crazy. Guess what? I never have to do though. I never have to go back to a house to fix an issue because if they see something, yeah. they immediately they fix it right, it right there. Or they bring it yeah. by, to my attention. They they fix it right the first time. You get you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. You know, and and if I call my guy, I call my guy. Cheap labor, cheap labor. Yeah, I call my guy. Roll the same. Like, hey, dude, I got a I got an opportunity to do a siding job in Plum Island. 
uh, are you interested? And he's like, yeah, when do you want to go? And I'm like, Monday. And he's like, done. No yeah. questions asked. No, like, he's like, I'm like, you're going to have enough people to, to do that and the roof we have going on Monday too. And he's like, yep, no problem. Like, we did a house right before Christmas. It was seven degrees out. Seven before the wind chill. It was freezing, literally. Um, and then I get to the site and I go, guys, uh, it's really cold. Do you do you want to do this today? And it was a leak repair. So we were roofing like a little garage and then half of a house. Um, and they they talked amongst themselves for a minute. And they're like, yeah, we, we got a boss. We'll do it. I'm like, are you sure? Because it's seven degrees out. Like, nope. So I I think I already can confidently say I know the answer to this, but I think a lot of people would wonder how is your company doing? Like if you're if you're paying people that generously, yep. you know, tell us how successful your business is. Who was the you other You started it when? How long have you had your business? So I opened my company January third of twenty twenty two. So I'm just over a year in. Uh, I am nonstop busy, uh, which is incredible, even during the wintertime. So we had a great, I shouldn't say great. We had that windstorm that ripped through New England uh, right before Christmas. I did a yep. ton of, of patches and repairs for the insurance company I do work for. Um, that kept us pretty well busy. Um, and then I did a deck in Drake at Mass for a friend of mine. Um, who kept getting outrageous quotes for this deck. I'm like, that, that's, that's way too much, man. And, uh, and he goes, well, what do you think you could do it for? And I said, probably, I think I could do it for like 18,000. Um, and he goes, what about the front deck? And I go, no, no, that's your back deck and your front deck for 18,000. And he's like, are, are you serious? And I go, yeah. And he goes, dude, you know, I've been getting estimates for like 25, 27, 28, 30. Dude, like, I know. I know a guy would love your business. <laughs> it's it's crazy because people look. I, I get it, right? It's 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 supply and demand. Contractors are in short supply. Demand is still high, um, but you don't need to pillage people, right? Like, mm -hmm. give them a fair price, yeah. give them fair work, and they're happy. Um, so yeah, right, I you're here to serve, my, not. Yeah, so I I pay my crew really well. Um, you know, and I said, hey, guys, do you want to come down and help out with the deck? And what would have taken me eight eight hours to take apart, these four guys took apart in literally an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, and had everything loaded in the trailer done. <clears throat> and he looks at me and he goes, anything else, boss? And I said, uh, no. Now, bear in mind, we pay by the whole day, right? So he, he, in this case, each guy was getting $150 a day. They showed up. They took apart the whole deck, everything. I'm waiting for materials to get delivered. And they're like, is there anything else? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is there anything yeah. else? And I said, no, man. I said, this was the easiest day you're ever going to have. So uh, go enjoy your time off. And he's like, but, but we get paid for the whole day. And I said, yeah, I'm going to pay you for the you're whole like, day. You're like, you did a day's worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. already did the work. Legit, because it would have taken me eight hours me and me and my partner Carden eight hours to take apart this deck. They took it apart in two hours and had it loaded in the trailer, ready to go. So I literally left yeah. the job site. We got, I got there at seven thirty. I left there at like nine thirty, quarter of ten. After talking to the homeowner, went to the dump, dropped my load at the dump, and then went home. 
And the guys were like, and, and my foreman calls me, he goes, you didn't want him to do anything else. I'm like, there was nothing else to do. We're, we're all set. The, the demo was what we were doing today. And he's like, nice. Oh, really? I'm like, yeah. Like in, enjoy the time. Like go, go spend time with your family, go do something you want to do. Like, but again, these guys never complain mm-hmm. ever. So when they get a, a gift like that, quote unquote, like they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to say. They're like, uh, nobody does that, you know, because I pay really well to my crew. My crew takes really good care of me and I don't end up doing a bunch of callbacks or going back to homes to fix stuff that should have been caught the first time around. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, saves a lot of time, which saves a lot of money too. So exactly. You know, then you, you can all go back. work on another project. Yeah, you send a crew back to go to a house that you've already completed. You're you're literally wasting fuel. You're wasting tolls. You're wasting their time. They're not working on another project. So you yeah. know, you, it really does go back to you get what you pay for. Um, it's a setback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I, I've had my days. Don't get me wrong. Where um, I started my company, I got my tax return in January, and uh, <clears throat> I started my company with a five thousand dollars in my my bank account for my business um and i've had days where i look at my account and i've got 120 140 thousand dollars and then i've got other days where it's like am i going to be able to put gas in the truck yeah you know it's well so i asked that question because what i've heard is a lot of times people say well anybody who starts a new business they're either going to fail or they're going to the first three years they're not going to make anything yeah and I heard so like how, what is your years. experience or five years something like that right. what is what's been your experience with that like have you proved that wrong are yeah. you it, it sounds like your company's thriving yeah so my my first year in business i i had a goal um you know i i studied marketing i studied business in college i i have my master's in business and, and my my bachelor's nice. in marketing um and so i went into the bank with a business plan and they looked at it and they were like no really what are you going to actually try and do this first year and i'm like my my first year i, I want to gross two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's that's what i want to do my first year um and they were like I, that's not realistic hmm. okay america cool. uh <laughs> can i open a business account i have five thousand dollars i want to start my account with and uh they're like yeah so I open my account and um it's funny. Literally, I've I've had days where I have one hundred and forty thousand dollars in my account, and then I have other days where I'm like, all right, I got enough to get gas to get to this next assignment, you know, or collect a, a deposit check from a customer um, to get the next job rolling. And it's it's really tough uh, your first couple of years. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. Did you hit your goal? I actually crushed my goal. Uh, so nice, my goal was nice. 250,000 in gross sales for my first year. Uh, I think I came out to 549,000 and change. Wow. Yeah. More than doubles. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that bank didn't want to see you go huh? No. And so it was funny, right? Is I, I started my company January 3rd. That's when I registered with the state of New Hampshire. I didn't do my first roof until march 30th wow so in nine months i did over a half a million dollars in revenue um and you know obviously gross sales Mm -hmm. um what was it like to get started in that first month or not first that uh it was said so two months 
yeah, it was tough. It was, it was, it was scary. So uh, I took January and February and the first three quarters of March and I ordered door tags, right. From Vistaprint. And I literally drove through my neighborhoods looking for houses that I saw that had damage. And we, we were lucky. We didn't get a lot of snow last year. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was pretty easy to see. Um, And I remember I stopped at this one house and they, they literally live right up the street from me, maybe, maybe a quarter mile up the road. And I saw this house and I, I, I got out, I went out, I knocked on the door and this little older lady comes out and she said, can I help you? And, and I said, actually, I was kind of hoping I could help you. Um, I, I own integrity roofing. I, I would like to, you know, give you a competitive bid on your, on your roof. Uh, I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm, I'm brand new um as my own company but i've got years and years of experience doing construction and she said you know i I really appreciate that but we just don't have the money for it i was like all right no problem right so that was my first house i ever went to uh what was it june july august it was like right around august or so we went back to that same house and uh i knocked on the door and sure enough, she came out to the door again. And I said, you may not remember me. I said, but about nine months ago, seven or eight, eight or nine months ago, I said, I came by here and I asked if I could give you a, a bid on your roof. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we still don't have the money. I said, cool, because I'm not asking for any money. I said, I want to do your roof 100% for free. And she was like, what? So I told her the story. I said, when I first started, you were the first house I went to. You, you literally live a quarter mile down the road from me. Um, and you said at the time, I'm sorry, we don't have the money. I said, well, I'm here to tell you that I don't want your money. I just want to do your roof for you. And she was like, dumbfounded. She, she didn't know what to say, right? So I said, look, I get it. I said, it's a lot like Publishers Clearinghouse showing up at your, your front door. She goes, can I get my husband? And I said, yeah, by all means. So her husband comes out and and he says, uh, yeah, what's the catch? Typical, you know what I mean? Right. Like some <laughs> and I, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I said, dude, there's no catch. I said, I want to do your roof 100 percent for free. All my guys are gonna volunteer for the day. Um, I partnered with like another company, Reed's Removal, that does dumpsters. He volunteered uh and and donated a dumpster for the day and took care of all the disposal fees. Owens Corning uh, donated a bunch of the materials um, and I picked up a tab on the rest of it. And uh, he, he was just dumbfounded. And so I, I said, look, man, I'm going to get you a contract. He's going to show $0 for everything. And he goes, all right. So I bring the contract by and I said, look right here, man, it's signed by me. I said, it, it shows $0. You will not owe me a cent. And he goes, Okay. So that Saturday we get to the house, right? And uh, he comes out to meet me. And he he says uh, he says to me, he says, "Well, I should know in about a couple weeks." And I said, "What? What's in a couple weeks?" And he goes, "I figure in a couple weeks I'll figure out if I'm getting screwed or not." <laughs> and I'm dying, right? Because I'm like, I'm telling you, man, you're not like this is. 100 percent no tricks yeah right looking for in hand Uh like you know what i mean like 
Well, oh, that's, the, God. That's, that's the America we live in. Is nobody does anything for anybody. Right. And so nobody, no. nobody expects it. But like at the same time, that right there is, that's what owning a successful business looks like if I yeah. have to face it myself. Like to the point where you are doing so well that you can freely give what you have to offer without needing to ask for money. Yeah, part, that was yeah, a part, part of it is for, you know, the well-being of your crew and your own family. But like once you reach that place of 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 uh abundance, so to speak, or at least mm-hmm. above the place of, of success and comfort, you're able to yeah, offer then, back what you yeah, made. And then there isn't no there isn't anybody that doesn't get like the piece of the cake. You know, right. everybody's getting a you know, everybody's getting abundance in some way or another. Whether well, that's I want getting a roof on their house or what. Yeah, I want everybody to be able to sit at the table and eat, right? Like, it doesn't do me any good to have the whole turkey to myself when I look mm-hmm. across the table and everybody else is starving. That doesn't yeah. do anything for me, right? So, and I people know you mean that. Well, yeah, yeah and I, that's I, the thing about rep, or that's the thing about integrity is now yeah. you have a reputation for it. So, it's it's doing yeah. the right thing when nobody's right. looking, honestly. And that that came from me being in the military and growing up with my grandparents. That's that's how it was. You just. You, you if you screwed something up you, you you stepped up you took the blame and you said yeah it was my fault i did it let's let's fix mm-hmm. it and make it right mm-hmm. who well, do you think I... who do you think was the biggest influence for you you know um as a person of integrity my grandfather 100 percent. so i i grew up with my grandfather so my grandfather was uh in the, in the military uh he got out uh was married previously met my grandmother on a blind date they got married six weeks later and they were married for 47 years until you just recently passed um and i grew up with my grandfather since i was like three so for me it it was really him more than anything else um he he taught me how to be the person i am today um how to how to get up every day and and work your ass off you know and put food on the table and take care of your family and i never I never really appreciated it when I was a kid, right? I didn't understand why grandpa couldn't come out and play catch, um, you know, or, or, or do any of those normal things. Right. Um, but it's because he was working so much to make sure that we all had what we needed. Um, and so I, where was he? Sorry, go finish your thought. No, it's all good. So he, he was, um, actually in Germany, um, during Vietnam, he was in Germany, uh as a typist of all things uh yeah on a typewriter that was his job so and then when he got out of the military and where was he he when you were growing up did he live Uh, with you guys or so we actually lived with my grandparents okay wow okay yep so uh i was two and a half three my brother was like five five and a half and we grew up with my grandparents ever since then um so they were more like like parents to me right so like every father's day i would call him and, and even though he's my grandfather i'd be like hey i just want to say happy father's day dad you know and and i always called him grandpa but he was he was dad um she's a big part of your life yeah 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 um and it was so, was it just the example like mainly the example of him working super hard and you know providing for you guys that really influenced you yeah yeah so um 
he, him and my grandmother had three kids each when they got married, right? So now all of a sudden there were six kids in the house. Well, they grew up and then they took me and my brother in again when I was very young. Um, and then we had 12 foster kids on top of that. So there were 14 kids in the house plus my grandparents. So we all had a job to do, right? So mm-hmm. whether it was helping with laundry, helping with dishes, helping with so chores around the house, taking care of the animals, right? So the youngest kids would go out and they would collect the eggs and the chickens and the ducks, right? The, the kids that were a little bit older would go out and feed and water the chickens and ducks. The older kids would take care of the, um, the cows and stuff like that, you know, because we lived on a little small farm. Um, and I just, he just, he always worked, man. Like he, he never complained. He never, nothing. He just worked. Um, where did he come from? Did he migrate to the States? Is he first generation? No, nope, nope. Um, he was born here. Um, his, his, His dad was born here. Yeah, I don't know. He's just one of those old school guys that just works, you know, and, and that's just it. And um, you take care of your people and you, you, well, like the United States used to be, as an example, right? You could work mm-hmm. for the same company yeah. for 20 years and retire and, and then move on, right? And um, now people jump from job to job to job every two to five years. Um, but that's not how it was growing up. It was, you, you got up and you went to school every day, or you got up and you went to work every day because that was your job. Like, um, and there was no excuse of, yeah, I don't don't really feel like going to work today. You know, it was get your ass out of bed. You're going to work. Um, and it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Um, I have nothing but fond memories of grandpa and, some funny stories along the way. And actually I still have his, I have his hammer that he bought like 45 years ago. Um, is, yeah. So funny thing. So, He's we're a in Idaho. so we're in, Idaho. he destroyed it. No, so Ooh, Idaho was nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. Um, so they, they moved out to Idaho to, to, to retire. Um, and so we're doing the celebration of life and they, they had some old photos of grandpa building the house that we grew up in. And, um, well, I think I lost you. Oh, there he is. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. My, my graphics are so bad. So I apologize to everybody. Might not get fixed until the future, but keep going anyway. And we, we could see you and hear you. Okay. So it yeah. just looks horrible on screen. So might be bad so on your end. We, um, yeah, I don't know. So we're at the celebration of life and they had some photos and stuff of grandpa and there's grandpa in like 1986 here or take uh hanging on a rafter and working on the house that he built and hanging wow. from his belt is the hammer um and a couple of years ago i was talking to him they were out they came out to visit and i was like you know i i have your hammer and he goes you have my east wing and i said yeah, he goes, can I have it back? And I said, no. <laughs> I said, Grandpa, you're 91 years Mine. old. I want y'all to swing a hammer. Like, <laughs> it's my hammer now. Um, and I still, I, I have it. I still use it every day. Um, it, it, it's like having Grandpa with me. So, yeah. 
it's pretty cool. But yeah, he was a huge part of my life uh, growing up. Um, just, just doing the right thing, man. Like that's, and then uh, I'd say probably the other big part uh, was Alice Walker. Um, so Alice, Alice Walker, Walker. Yeah. So she's a famous author. You'll probably recognize the movie, The Color Purple. I've heard of that. So um, Alice Walker wrote The Color Purple, but she also wrote, uh, the movie became famous because it had Oprah Winfrey in it years ago, uh, or Whoopi Goldberg or one of the two of them. Uh, but the book was way better. Uh, usually it ends up that way. Um, so she wrote The Color Purple, which is one of the ones she's most well known for. Uh, but she also wrote another book called The Third Life of Grange Copeland. Um, and the premise of the book was that every person has the inherent ability to change for the better or for the worse, given their choices and their reactions. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um, and it was and it goes back, I think, to the Legos too. You there's, have, there's a, you have the control. Yeah. You you can do whatever you yeah, want. Are you gonna break you it? can you can break it down, build it up again. Yeah. Even with you can build something entirely different with the same pieces. Yeah. There's a quote for the end of our videos, Dan. Uh, we gotta get ready to wrap up. I have a couple more yeah. questions. Um I first off, I I love the you know, your grandfather is a role model. Um, it makes me think of mine. He grew up in the Great Depression and ended up taking care of most of his family and and uh yep. and ended up serving. Uh, I was curious what, what branch did you serve in? So uh my grandfather was army, I was army, my dad nice. was navy. Um yeah. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's tough. Uh, the well, Navy's always really good for a ride to the fight. So Yep. <laughs> well, you're safe. Space. You get you get you get your space from it. You get your long distance range. But um my my uh my second to last question is quickly, can you rattle off a, one of your biggest successes so far and one of your biggest failures post starting your business? Yeah. Uh so Probably one of my biggest successes so far, um, I met with a homeowner uh, to discuss roofing on a project they were doing uh, in Wyndham, New Hampshire. Um, I went out, I gave him a price for the for the roofing, and he goes, where do I sign? And I said, I didn't get you the proposal yet, man. Like, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I always do everything. Danny will tell you, he saw some of the proposals. They're, they're very detailed. I want to make sure that the homeowner knows exactly what you're getting what the price breakdown of everything is like down to the nail. Yeah. You, you kind of walk me through it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to make sure you know what you're getting. Like, I don't, I don't want a surprise. Like at the end, I I'm a homeowner. I hate surprises. Yeah. Um, oh, especially with people's houses. It's their baby, you know? Yeah. Like it took me wrong. You, there's, there's sometimes when you're pulling the shingles off, right. And you find some rotted plywood or whatever that's expected. Right. Hey, just so you know, this is stuff that we, we could find when we go to do your roof. Right. But nobody wants a, Hey, you quoted me $10,000 for my roof, but you're telling me I need 15,000 now. Like, you know, it's, um, so he's, he's, he, he's right on it. Yeah. So I gave him a really fair price. Uh, and I said, if you don't mind me asking, I said, why did you choose to go with me? So, so easily he's like, dude, you gave me a detailed proposal. Everything is broken down. Um, or sorry, I didn't get him a proposal yet. He goes, you broke down everything. You told me all the materials you're going to use. Um, he goes, and your rough price you just gave me is half of what everybody else told me. So they literally looked at this house and were like, 
this guy's got money. Let's charge him extra. Yeah. Right. I looked at the scope of the roof. I could care less how much money you make. I don't, I don't care. Um, I yeah. looked at the size of the roof and I charged accordingly for it. That's it. And uh, so my biggest success is actually he reached out to me after I sent him the final proposal and everything was signed off on. And he goes, Hey, do you do siding too? Cause we're looking to do about a $160,000 siding job. $160,000. Wow. Nice. The, the house that they want to reside and in the new um, in-law apartment, which is literally the size of a small house. And then the garage is, it, it's just, it's astronomically huge. Um, busy, huh? Yeah, it, it's, it's nuts. I mean, legit 160,000. Um, and probably my, my biggest failure was not hiring somebody to help me sooner. Um, what do you mean by that? So there's a lot of great programs out there and, one of the guys I like to listen to a lot is Dimitri, um, who runs uh, Roofing Insights on YouTube. He has is that the guy you cool. sent? Yeah, you sent him to me, I think. Yeah, some of the information. Yeah. He's he's got some great points on stuff, and same thing. He he's an oh yeah, I learned. I, I watched a couple. Came of here with them, nothing. But... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so so same thing. So I I love to listen to him, right? And it doesn't. Even, I don't even give a. I don't care what he's talking about. There's always a nugget somewhere in there and you're like, Oh, I didn't think of that. Um, and so I was doing everything in my first year all by myself. And toward uh -huh. the end of November ish, I was, I was getting burnt out. I was like, I don't, you mean like management wise? Yeah. So I was doing all the estimates, right? I was meeting every uh -huh. single customer. Oh. <laughs> I was going to every single house and, and and working with the crew. And the crew is like, Sam, you're, you're the boss. You can just sit, do whatever, go whatever. And I'm like, that's not me. That's not who I am. Right. So if I'm asking you to move 80 pound bundles of shingles, I'm going to move 80 pound bundles of shingles. Right. 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 So and that's, that's, that's a sign of a good leader. One day you is someone who it is, actually, but one day you, you know, shows leads by example. So that's yeah, I'm not going to yell at you to get the trench man if I'm not willing to get the trench with you. Right. Right. So they're like, we're so afraid to lose you that we just taped you to this chair because we don't want you to die. We need you <laughs> there. And, and it's funny, right? So um, this year in December, I actually hired a guy, um, Carden. I've known Carden 20 years, and he's helped me streamline a lot of the naming conventions between the programs. Um, just a second set of eyes and creating new templates in the sales programs. And one of the funny things he said to me was, are there anything else that goes into this uh, as a roof? Cause he had never done roofing before. And I said, yeah, you need, you need this, this, this. And he goes, so how the hell was I supposed to know that? He goes, I don't do roofing. And I'm like, Oh, he goes, yeah, you got to dumb it down even more. And I was like, I didn't think of that because I already know, you know I have yeah. other items. That difference in perspective is enormous. Yeah. So like, and he's yeah. been he's been fantastic. But I, I think if I had to pick my best success story, dude, honestly, is is my crew. Um, so my crew's all from Ecuador. 
Um, and I've been learning more and more Spanish and they've been learning English from me. Um, but we're like, uh, we're like a giant family, honestly. My daughter nice. calls my foreman uncle, um, you know, and we, we just take care of each other. And he just had his new son two months ago. I was like the second person that got a picture of the baby. Like, wow. Congrats, you know, uncle. Literally That's sent great. it to send it to his folks and, and sent me a picture and was like, Sam, that's when you know born. your family. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, I mean, would... and that's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I can imagine a lot of people who are jealous. Like, you know, it's like, who, who else has that kind of connection with their boss? You know? Yeah. But, you know, even, even when I ran, the the u-haul in manchester though like i threw a christmas party for the crew every year and the company didn't do it i did it you know and and i made yeah. sure that every single kid of all the employees that were under me got a christmas gift didn't matter if it was a 400 dollars gift or a five dollar gift it's whatever they absolutely wanted to have that their parents couldn't afford to get them you know i yeah. i made sure it happened and my crew loved me for it. I had great loyalty. It's just, but that's me as a person, right? I'm going to take care of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there's some big key messages. Um, and the first one is, if you see something wrong, you need to fix it. You know, it's like you were working in a situation that you didn't like. It didn't please you. It wasn't in aligned with your, your values. And so you didn't just go and find another job. You left the job and, and, created an even better atmosphere you created the ideal atmosphere you created a job where people wanted to be a part of and yeah. lived to the point where they felt like family right that's the first big thing because i see so many people you know we all we all do this i think i can say i do um it's like oh boy we're running out of time again um and it's like where you you see something wrong and the easy thing is to either stay in that job even though you don't like it move to another job or situation whatever it is but the real, the real call to action is to take what you know, create something new, and make it better. The other thing I wanted to point out was you shared that story with the gentleman who just signed on without even seeing the rest of the paperwork, right? Yeah. Um, and the thing that struck me there was it's always worth the extra time and effort. Like, put it in, period. Always put the extra time in. It's always worth it, right? Because you taking the time to break down all that stuff for this guy... He didn't even need to see the rest of it. Yep. You put all that time and effort in to the point where you almost didn't even need to because he was willing to pay you before you even because he could see that you were willing to put the time in. So it was worth his time. So, yep. you know, that that was so, uh, built so much. I don't know, that just stood out for me. Um, I don't know, Dan, you might have another question. I want to ask you because we really we got to wrap up um, something. One tip you recommend or piece of advice you recommend for people trying to start a business and one piece of life advice for people. Yeah. So, uh, probably my biggest tip, if you, if you really want to start a business, um, do your research first, you know, have build a business plan. Everybody's like, Oh, business plan. no, dude, if you build up an actual business plan, it will give you a much better understanding of where your strengths, your weaknesses are, what your competition around you is like, what are the rates looking like around you? It's, it's not just, um, I have to do this because the bank wants it. It, it really dials you in to know 
all right, is this something I can actually do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, be a professional in your field. Yeah. You know, yeah. you nobody wants to, you don't, if somebody's going to you for, you know, a product or your business, you want to be, you, you want to know your competition. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you should know your competition. You should know, you know, the people you know around own. you and, and the way they operate. So, um, and honestly, for a, for a life advice, uh, I will tell you, uh, probably the biggest thing I live by, man, is, and, and it's going to sound cheesy as hell, but, uh, pay it forward. Um, yeah, that's, that's a huge thing for me. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't make money getting my guy's shoes. Right. But at the end of the day, I go home and put my head down on my pillow and I sleep damn good. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's not always about how can I make more money for this or how can I do this? Or um, sometimes it's just being a good human being, you know? And, and so I really do. I, 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 I don't think that's sometimes. I think that's all. I, mean, I think half the problems that people have on many different levels, be it physical, emotional, mental, is not being a good human being and knowing they're not being a good human being and not changing that. So I like, I, you know, I can't remember the words you just used, but I would say no, like literally most of people's problems probably stem from that is knowing you could be doing something right, better or more appropriately and not doing it. I think that absolutely destroys people. Turn a blind eye to something that you know is wrong, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is bliss until it's not. And it's yeah. subconsciously yep. not bliss at all. Or subconsciously, yeah, subconsciously it's not bliss. Did I say that but, right? Uh, I might not say that right. <laughs> I got what you meant. I'm picking up what you're putting yeah. down. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, that would be my biggest thing, man, is pay it forward and 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 just remember integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. You know, and that that makes all the difference. Like if you walking down, yeah. it can be something super small and inconsequential to you, but it could be something huge to somebody else. Right. So the two kind of go hand in hand in the sense that if you're if you're walking down the street, right, and you see somebody struggling to carry groceries, hey, can I give you a hand with that? For you, it's it's the most menial task, right? Of oh carrying groceries, whatever. But for that person, that could that could be the biggest difference. That could make or break their whole day. Just it doesn't always have to be about money or being better than or you else. just you you just have to be better than you were the mm-hmm. day before right you as an individual need to constantly strive to be a better person a better per individual every day right and you you stumble sometimes we all stumble right and then you you pick yourself back up or you rebuild yourself like legos right and 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 you try again and i think like like we kind of said you know, when you go forward in life and you know you're doing, you're trying your best to do what's right. And you actually know you're trying your best. Like you said, you can go to sleep at night just fine. You can lay your head down on the pillow and go to sleep. Because yeah. even if you didn't succeed, you know you genuinely put the effort in. Yeah. To the point where you might not even say it was trying. You basically did it even if you didn't do it well. Well, and that's the funny thing is that... Um... I think my close rate is somewhere around 75% of my jobs that I go out and do That's an estimate for, um, wow. which is That's really good. 
in the industries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I don't, I don't, I don't come out with a bunch of BS, right? I don't, I don't want to tell you what you want to hear, right? I, I tell it like it is, and I have an open, upfront, honest conversation. And even when I meet my customers or I schedule an um, an inspection with them, I say, "Look, hey man, there's no pressure. I'm not doing any high pressure sales. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I'm I'm going to literally come. I'm going to take some pictures. I'm going to look. We'll have a simple conversation. I said, then I'm going to send you the proposal. If you like what you see, you sign off on it. I get notified." I'll give you a holler uh, or I'll shoot you an email. We'll schedule an install date that's convenient for you. That's it. No pressure, no nothing. And said, there, right there is, again, the whole, the strongest negotiation position is being able to say no and walk away. You know, and you're, you're indifference about it. You're like, hey, here's the thing. If you want it, awesome. If you don't want it, it's okay. No stress. And your ability to walk away. Again, I've had customers. Really come from. I've had customers that I had actually had one guy. He goes, it's really uh it's really expensive. Um, don't you get your materials for like 50% off? I said, dude, if I got my materials for 50% off, I would be ecstatic. I said, but I don't. I, I, If a bundle of shingles at Lowe's costs you $43.50, guess what I'm paying? $43.50. Like it's, yeah. it's, it, it's not, a, I'm not U-Haul. I'm not Ford or Chevy or, you know what I mean? I don't get these massive discounts for buying billions of dollars in bulk. Um, and he goes, oh, I think you're just you're just saying that. And I'm like, listen, man, I said, maybe I'm just not the contractor for you. And I walked away from the job. You know, it was yeah. it was like a twenty six thousand dollar job. I walked away from it. Because You know what? I don't. At the end of the day, if you don't want to trust me, I'm probably not the contractor for yeah. you. Then and I'll show you the receipts. Yeah. I can show you what I pay for everything. It's right in the proposal. It's the same thing. If you Google search something in my proposal, one of the items. And you Google search it, it's going to pull up Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and you're going to see the pricing is exactly the same. Yeah. So I would you would you like to advertise your business? You know the area you work out of. Your your, you know, if if you want, more than welcome to at this time. Yeah. So uh, we work pretty much uh, Southern New Hampshire, but I mean, I go all the way up to Lake Winnipesaukee for jobs. Um, We'll pretty much travel just about anywhere for roofing, to be honest with you. It's funny. Um, roofing and siding, we pretty much travel anywhere. Um, I just started doing decks this year. Um, we started doing doors and windows this year. Um, in fact, the house I looked at today, I told the the homeowner, he goes, oh, you, you do doors? And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, mm-hmm. what about this door? And I said, honestly, you're better off refinishing it. He goes, really? And I said, you're going to get a crappy door from Lowe's or Home Depot. It's going to cost you about $3,600. I said, and your door that's on here is A, from 1901, when the house was built. Two, it's solid red oak. It's 48 inches wide. Oh, my gosh. Right? Uh, On the front and back door. I said, your front and back door. You're like, I'll pay you for that. Well, his front and back door, legit, if you were to buy one and, and have it specially made for this, you're talking ten to fifteen thousand dollars for each door. Yeah, yeah. because I it's 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 a special. Mm-hmm. You do and chimneys you, too. That's what I saw. Yeah, so we also do chimneys, Chim- and yeah. uh, my foreman's dad does all the masonry work for us, rebuilding chimneys, and mm-hmm. uh, we're actually getting ready. I'm meeting a client tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, to do a patio stone uh, patio. All right, great. Anyways, we got to finish up. Don't so and. Adios, yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for being on, Sam. Peace.